Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair, yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah, and how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household, so anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. 
Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. The doors are closed, but the store is open just for you. At the Crate and Barrel Private Registry events, you can sip and scan your way through the store with music, Food, drinks, and a fun party vibe. Don't worry, you'll get plenty of one-on-one guidance along the way from our dedicated registry experts. You can see your favorite gourmet brands in action with demos of the kitchen machines and tools that we've been eyeing. And when the party's over, head home with a special gift from us to toast the day. Wink, wink. It's free wine glasses. When the party's over, head home with a special gift from us to toast the day, wink, wine glasses, wink. <laughs> Let's make it a date. RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. This is Ashley and I have been on the line for just a few minutes to talk about the very, very important stuff that happened at Men Tell All. It was so juicy. And of course, like almost every episode this season, Luke stole the show and not necessarily in a good way. Ben, I know there is stuff that you want to talk about with Luke in the very short amount of time we have. So I'm going to give this over to you right now. Yeah, you know, it's been interesting. And, and as we've talked about this season you know, the idea of sex and religion and of Luke, it's all been polarizing and talked about. And, uh, you know, I came out uh, a few weeks ago and kind of talked about just how maybe envious I was that um, God was being spoken about so much. And, you know, typically on this show, we don't see that. And we also don't get the opportunity to talk about some of these topics that are pretty taboo, like sex. And and I really want to first off uh, say thanks to the show for opening up the door for us to talk about it next is, you know, I came out pretty strong against Luke a few weeks ago, and, and I hold to a lot of those opinions. The one thing that I felt really convicted of the last uh, couple weeks is that I think my envy and my jealousy really kind of swayed my thought process on Luke. I never, I, I still don't agree with how he communicated. I don't agree at the stance he took towards Hannah at all, but I didn't. You know, just like I preached to take a second and listen to somebody's story, I dismissed his story right away because of how he was communicating, and it was unfair to him. Um, and I also I want to say this: I've learned a lot about myself through this season. It's been a wild season, and a lot of these topics hit me really personally. And I don't think Luke intentionally came on to the show to be a bad dude or to be the the villain of the season, I think he got caught up in a mess and a storm that spit him out in a really ugly way. And it's not editing. It's not the show being the show. It's that this whole thing, I think Luke was a really good example, Ash, Mm -hmm. of how this show Mm -hmm. can come full steam on you really fast. And unless you're prepared for it, 
it can get ugly. It was and like I think the toilet was flushed on him. <laughs> it, it and he really just kept was. spiraling down and down and down. He couldn't get out of it. He couldn't get out of it. And and I've, I've, I have, I felt a little bit guilty that I took, you know, what he was trying to say. And I assumed that he was trying to say it to hurt others. And I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know this guy. And I think I just got caught up in this whole season, just like most of the fans did, with getting angry, getting resentful, you know, putting up silos and not listening to others and what they're trying to say. And honestly, like, who am I to question somebody's story and their relationship with something bigger than themselves? Like, who am I to question if he believes in God or not, or if he's a Christian or not, or if his beliefs are right or not? Like, that's not my place. But what my place is, is to be a fan and now I look back on this season and say, this was one of the most polarizing characters we have seen the whole time. And the doorbell rings in a moment of drama. <laughs> ben, I don't think you have anything to feel guilty about. You're a very, I think you've articulated yourself completely. I'm surprised that you're saying that you feel like you were, you were, je- you were that jealous of Luke having the religious platform that he was given. Can you yeah, elaborate on you know, that a little bit more? What's that? Can you like talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, I, I can't. Jealous you know, is the right word. No, I was because yeah. I was jealous because the show and you know the show and and I've always had a good relationship, but I never got to talk about Jesus during my season, and I never got to fully explain my different thought processes and how I believe and why I believe in what I did, and so I did get jealous. I did get envious. It was hard for me, and I wasn't jealous of Luke. It was mostly just being jealous that this conversation is revolving around somebody that's just new to this whole thing and just starting to experience God for the first time. I want to be the guy to talk. Like, I want to have the opportunity to talk about Jesus um, so people can hear and know. And instead, I feel like Luke got thrown into this world without knowing what he was getting into. I also think this, though, Ashley, and there's one thing that I still am confused about because I've thought about this stuff a lot is, you know, the one thing with Luke, I don't get yet is he, if I remember right, he was the very first guy to take off his shirt and start massaging down Hannah. Right. Yeah. We definitely forgot to mention that last week in all the hypocrisy. Right. I mean, for a guy that's going to stand up and speak so strongly against Hannah becoming physical, buddy, I feel like he, in a sense was, almost leading her into that as well. Like, I don't know what he was trying to do by taking off his shirt and rubbing her down. There's only one thing that happens, at least in most people's world, after they do that. And that is bow chicka wow wow. So, to me, that was hard. (laughs) Yeah. I just, we've said the word sex so many times on this podcast in the past couple weeks, I'm just trying to come up with alternatives. (laughs) Well, I get it. And like, we talk about it a ton. I mean, It's been wild how the response is, and I love it. You know, part of this podcast, Ashley, maybe the only reason to do a podcast is to get people talking. And one of the things that Luke and the rest of the show has done a great job at this year is it's gotten people talking about the idea of sex and the idea of faith and the idea of relationships. And for that, like, I'm so thankful that we get to be in the middle of that. Yeah, no, it's it's great. We've been given a couple good seasons where we've been able to talk about like life in a bigger aspect than a lot of previous bachelor seasons have been, you know, like I don't want to yeah. like, put a timetable on it, but like 
ever since we started the podcast was really when it started to bring up more like cultural topics. A hundred percent. Ben, I, I could talk about this for a while more with you. And I really do feel like you should have like your own podcast just called sermons with Ben. I think like it really would be a great outlet for you and a really great thing for a lot of people out there to listen to. But you also, you have another project coming up and you are um, so busy these days. I don't know if you could be able to, to uh handle the sermons with ben podcast because you're going on a like nationwide tour and you announced that yesterday on mental all they announced you as being the host of this can you tell everybody what this is all about a hundred percent i am so jacked ashley um i'm gonna be the host of the bachelor live on stage show and what it is it's a live show uh coming all throughout the u.s we're stopping in a ton of different places. I mean, a ton of different places. And we're showing up with really the idea that The Bachelor Nation has been so good to this show. And The Bachelorette and Bachelor have been around for so long that for the first time ever, we're going to show up to your hometown to hopefully give you a taste of what it's like to be on The Bachelor. So we're going to give you a shot at finding love in your hometown. And, you know, obviously drama is going to come with it. Actually, I promise you this, so it's going to be awesome. I was approached a couple nights ago about a, um, I, I was at a Rob Thomas concert and these girls were like, you guys need to go on tour. We want the Almost Famous podcast to go on tour. Well, now everybody can go and see Ben on tour sometime next year. And, you know, maybe I'll come and say hello at a couple of those stops. Ashley, you better come say hello to a lot of those stops. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, thanks for giving us your time. I know you're super busy this week. Um, you guys make sure to stay tuned for more information about the bachelor live tour and Ben, thanks for coming on of course, and talking about your passionate feelings towards Luke. You're the best Ashley. Thanks for asking about the tour. And also again, I just want to say, I thought this season was great. Um, I thought the characters were polarizing and I thought the topics were really something to talk about. And, uh, and hey, I hope once again, like we kind of said weeks ago, Ashley, and we can't forget this ever in this podcast. I hope that the people that come on the show um, come out in a better place than when they entered in. That's really the hope. And so I hope that for Luke and the rest of these these dudes who are moving on and for Hannah as well. Ashley, you're the best. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Ben. We'll see you next week. I think everybody knows that amazing feeling that it is coming home after a long day washing your face, brushing your teeth, and getting yourself in bed. And to enhance the feeling, it's the best when you have the freshest, fluffiest duvet, sheets, pillows, comforters. Jared and I have gotten all of ours from our Crate and Barrel Registry. They help us relax, and it makes our time alone together in bed <laughs> even better. Sleep is better, right? Just that that feeling that you get to look forward to is better. Adding these products to our wedding registry with Crate and Barrel was super easy and fun to pick out because, you know, you're in the store and you just scan it right on your phone. Or if you'd forget to register for bedding or you want to figure out which kind, you need extra time to think about what you want to choose. Jared and I just got our flannels, which, you know, we're going to save for a colder season. But you get to go back and add those things on the app as well. So you don't have to register for everything in the store. You can think about some things. I really like that about the Crate and Barrel app and registering with Crate and Barrel. So if you want a bed like ours, 
and it's a good one. I'll tell you that. It's a really, really good one. It's so comfy with all of our new sheets and pillows and comforters, and it looks so good. It looks adult, and it's timeless, like everything at Crate and Barrel. It's classic. It's going to be stylish and look great for so many years to come. Start your Crate and Barrel registry at crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. Jared and I are always arguing about his skincare because it's it's basically because he lacks skincare. So recently, Jared's like his little like he's furrowed his brow right now, and I'm like, Jared, what do you mean? You have to take care of your skin, and you can't just like wash it with water in the shower. So I've gotten him on BioClarity. BioClarity is an amazing clean green skincare brand that has products that just work. They have. It's basically healthy eating, what healthy eating does for your body. BioClarity does that to your face. The skincare line offers easy-to-use routines and good-for-you ingredients that give you great skin. I like the fact that the routine is just built into the product line because a lot of people are very confused by like the order of which they should apply products or what their skin really needs and how the skin tolerates products. But because they have put together these routines, they're just going to work properly. The Essentials routine is perfect for the summer, especially since we're out in the sun more it's for normal to dry skin and there's a three-step regimen that is packed with full detoxifying and calming nutrients antioxidants and a super special ingredient which is Floralux. Floralux is made for the green stuff in plants and you can only find it in bioclarity products i love their hydrator it is it makes my skin it's like a drink of water for it it is it <laughs> I don't get any patches of dryness that I get with a lot of other moisturizers. It's so awesome. And it also helps restore your skin and it helps with redness and hyperpigmentation. I have both of them, which I've talked about in length before. It evens out your skin tone and texture for that healthy glow. And especially during the summer, you don't want to be packing a whole bunch of foundation on your face or concealer because that's like the glowy summer skin. And you don't want to be like sweating through makeup because then you're just going to get more breakouts. So it's all about achieving that beautiful, healthy glow. So you don't even have to bother with makeup. The BioClarity products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificially fragrance-free. They also have a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, so if you don't like it, you can return it for a full refund. So get healthier, more radiant skin today by going to BioClarity.com, and right now, for our listeners, you're going to save 40% on skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal, but you're going to need to enter our code FAMOUS at checkout. So go to BioClarity.com to get 40% off skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you Use our code FAMOUS at checkout. And now we're back. My co-host for the day. It's going to be like more of a roundtable discussion than anything else. Um, I've got my fiance to my right. His name is Jared Haben. What's going on, guys? Yay. Then we have Tasha diagonal Yay. to me. Just painted a little picture here. And then we have Dean Unkler on the Almost Famous <laughs> podcast for the first time in like a year or so. It's been a long time. It's I great know, to be back, so Ash. You've just been like concentrated so much on your own podcast, Help I Suck Which, at Dating. Which, if you're listening to this, Jared, Jared and I Help I Suck at Dating. Vanessa, Help I Suck at Dating. An iHeartRadio podcast. I'm you gonna, guys check it out anywhere iHeartRadio podcasts are. I'm going to plug that podcast at least 15 more times. Till we this die. Podcast. That's fine. <laughs> this is why we, you know, um, guest on each other's podcasts. So, so we are all here today 
to talk about Men Tell All. We all watched it here in our cabin in Tahoe together. We had a lot of commentary while watching it, and we're going to try to remember all of that and tell you guys about that now. Let's start off with the top of the episode, which I thought was the best part was when Luke decided that even though he was eliminated last week, that he was still going to join the other guys at the rose ceremony. He, he added himself to the lineup (laughs) and it was the utmost ridiculous. I actually found those 15 minutes more interesting than last week's big Hannah tell off. Well, it was just really compelling because we've never seen anything like that before. He literally just (laughs) walked into the rose ceremony as if nothing happened. Kind of like George Costanza. And Seinfeld. He got fired on a Friday, came back Monday like nothing ever happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny because the guys have no idea that Chris Harrison didn't like tell him to go down the stairs. Like I they know. were expecting for him to be there. I know. So they didn't think twice. So that was good. the best part because you're yeah. watching it and they're like, yo, oh my God, they have no idea what? he's already been sent home, but exactly. we do. It took me a second to realize that. Really? Yes. I, I thought it was hilarious because I, actually, I. I I'm shocked at how calm Hannah was when she saw him there. Yeah. Like that first moment where she saw him, it wasn't like, what the beep are you doing here? I would have stopped dead in my tracks. Yeah. Like, yeah. She kept Hi. her composure really well. Yeah. I also was surprised that Luke approached her right away. I guess it makes sense. Makes but sense. I kind of wanted to see it drug out a little bit more. Just him standing there? <laughs> yep. Just waiting to be handed a rose? You're right. It doesn't make sense. But for some reason, I was just like, ah, just just wait a little longer until you walk up to her. You know what I mean? I like it. And then he did go up to her. Yeah, he did. He walked up to her and the other guys are looking and being like, oh, of course he's going to try to steal more time, not even knowing that yeah. he's actually eliminated. And then it was fun to watch them put the pieces together and be like, oh man, she sent him home and he came back. This is how <laughs> crazy he is. We're going to get back to like um, calling him crazy. I will say that the first 15, 20 minutes of this episode made Luke a little bit less um I couldn't defend him anymore. I think last week I even, I kept repeating that I couldn't call him a dick no matter how much I wanted to. I was like, I think this guy is just so ignorant and over his head that I, I I don't even think that he's trying to create malice, but he just doesn't know any better. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think listening to him in the car on the way to that rose ceremony and him being like, I know without a shadow of a doubt that Hannah is still in love with me and like truly believe that there is a possibility for her to accept the ring in his hand. It was nuts. And that's where I was like, I cannot defend. I can't give this guy even the sliver of the benefit of the doubt anymore because in, in my opinion, that whole scene was completely narcissistic. Tasha said she doesn't like calling him that word. Why not? I don't. Well, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like that allows everybody else to call him that. And I just, I don't like when people call people names. I I, I agree. I don't like the term uh, psychopath or crazy. Narcissistic, I think he was. Um, Being. Sure. Yeah. I I think when you uh, involve a word like psychopath into the conversation, when we're watching, you know, The Bachelorette, I I think it it gets to a degree, like Tasha said, that is absurd. Yeah. I think that psychopath is not a word that I want to use with him, but I think like for the fact that he thought that he was so special and that he couldn't even comprehend the idea that she thinks she'd be better suited with another guy made him seem a little bit self-centered beyond, beyond the norm. He definitely came off self-centered even in the last episode where 
she was sending him home and he wouldn't even get up. Yeah. Wouldn't even leave the chair. But if you think about it, there have been like multiple times throughout the season that she quote unquote did send him home or could have sent him home and she continued to keep him there. Mm-hmm. Like she resent him home. And then he came back in, in her ITM. That's right. And she keeps allowing this behavior. So it's like, why? Yeah. He was encouraging it, you think? It's, he's he, been validated before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's obviously coming from a place of her validating him and his feelings. To play devil's advocate here. It's my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. I agree that none of us are clinical psychologists to be able to go and say who is and who isn't a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yes. But this dude is such an outlier to the most extreme extent that we've seen in a long, long time. That level-headed normal people can look at his actions and be like, those are pretty psychopathic. Let me look at the definition or, of psychopath before can we start we? throwing the name uh, around. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I, I think so. And I also want to say, and I'm trying not to say this in a mean way whatsoever, but I also think Luke P is in way over his yes. head. And is maybe not in a place in his life right now where he's ready for a situation like this because I don't think that he uh, has the... Uh, I don't want to call him unintelligent, but a lot of his behavior, even at the mental, he took such long pauses because he couldn't think of what to say. I don't think he couldn't so, think of it. I I'm think he needed here. to be careful with his wording because but his yeah. words have been used against him his, the entire season. And yes, Dean, do not shake your head right now. But I, his <laughs> words was, you, were used against him again at the mental because everything he just like he, everyone disregarded he it. He doesn't regret anything. He thinks that even the, the, the hypocrisy, which we all saw with the virginity talk, because he's not a virgin. I understand. I'm not, you know, I understand the born again part of it, but the hypocrisy to say that Hannah who admitted on the show last week she only had sex with two people before this, to, to, to use that against her uh, and then say that he didn't think it was wrong and he wasn't being hypocritical, I thought was really Let close. me present an idea to the table, please. Okay. May I do this? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, think okay. I, just got, I think I just dialed it in exactly what's wrong here. Okay. Luke P. said God came to him in the shower. And if he didn't say that, we would have taken his beliefs a little bit more seriously. Here's, I think. here's what I think is going on. I think he is a new Christian. And he's still trying to understand a lot about Christianity and how he fits into Christianity. And because of that, he doesn't fully understand it. He doesn't fully understand how he fits into it. And so he's like fumbling right in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. And we're watching him try and figure out exactly what he should be doing and saying because of of his faith. And it's just going to take him a little bit of time to really see how those two things fit together. Wait a second, Dean. That was so brilliant. But don't you feel bad about? Okay, so doesn't that make you feel bad for him? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. He's trying to put. He's trying to put a circle into a square. He's trying to do the best he can, but right. he keeps failing. Right. And yeah. I think that just comes from a lack of time in this environment, in his faith, in mm-hmm. Christianity, and a lack of maybe intelligence. He's not being. He's not being fully himself because he's trying to fit the script that he's set forth for himself, which so maybe, is the religious path that he's taken. So maybe his lack of intelligence is within the Christian faith. And he, you may be right. He just doesn't know. But at he's, the same he's trying time, to figure out where he fits into it. He's that, trying to figure out his own definition of his Christianity, because I think a lot of people, like, I think what we've been seeing from him is just like, he believes word by word of the Bible, which he, makes him judge Hannah yes. for what she's doing. Yeah. He doesn't like look at any sort of like modern sort of loose interpretation that many people do today. And I think that that's why a lot of people are like, you can't, you can't do what you're doing. Well, and here's the thing. It's making religion look bad. Here's, here's the thing too, that kind of made me think of this was when I look back to my time, does that make me narcissist to look back to my time? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I look back to my time, 
after The Bachelorette and probably after Paradise as well, I was trying, I, I kind of had this idea that I was someone that I wasn't because of like the way that you get edited and then you want to buy into that edit a little bit. And so there were times where I was like digging into my own brain, trying to figure out exactly the things to say. And I think that's why he was pausing for so long was because he still hasn't really figured that out mm-hmm. like exactly who he is yet. Yeah. But he's trying to live by, like you said, the Bible almost verbatim. Yeah. And he just doesn't maybe fully understand what that means for him yet. But I also think you took accountability for that. And I think Luke's lack of accountability makes me frustrated. I totally agree with you, Tasha, where I do feel bad to him, especially this episode and how he was bullied by the rest of the guys. We all talked about at this table how ridiculous we thought and over the top the guys were towards him. And then specifically Hannah at at the end where I didn't mind Hannah's entire um, hot seat interview, really. It was a little over the top, but... That's forgiven. I really hated the last part where she said, um, where she said, is everybody tired of talking about Luke P? Does everybody want to move on for Luke P? And she in also my head, apologized for bringing him so far. And I don't think she needs to apologize no, for she anyone. Need to to anyone apologize. For that. Literally 15, 10 minutes earlier, she was saying how she just needed to figure out that on her own. Mm-hmm. So why is she apologizing 10 minutes later that she, oh, I'm sorry I kept him around so long. There's no need to apologize. And I just really hated when she said, is everybody tired of talking about Luke P? And she said about four or five times while the only person talking about Luke P in that moment was Was her. And I think it sucks because Hannah kind of knows what it feels like to be on the end of like getting hate and bullied by Mm. people. You know what I mean? And so for her to actually, I don't know, everyone listens to the bachelorette and throw his name out there and be like, are you tired of that? I'm so sorry for dragging him along as long as we did. The end of like Luke P segment is over. Like she should know better Just not don't to do pile that. on. Right. Um, let's mention that he did leave that taping early because he had to make a wedding the next day and they intentionally made it look like he just couldn't handle it anymore, hmm. but he had a flight to catch. I do agree with, sorry, off topic of that, but Jared said earlier how he was frustrated that he refused to take accountability mm-hmm. and that was really frustrating too. Mm-hmm. It's like one thing to make a lot of mistakes publicly on mm-hmm. television and then it's a whole other thing to kind of sit there and be like, yeah, I did that. I don't regret any of it. I'm not upset about any of it. Deal with it kind of thing. All right. Let's go back to the first 20 minutes of the episode where I thought he had the most ridiculous behavior he's had all season. I think last, even though he denied that his tone was judgmental and condescending last week, at least we can say last week he was speaking from what, like a, what he thought was a faith point of view this week when he forced himself back to the rose ceremony and then he was like i'm not leaving until i get conclusion and clarity or like what was it um, closure and closure that's insane he was like you haven't gotten i haven't gotten closure i haven't got closure nobody in this franchise gets closure Mm-mm. until the tell-all or after time passes time or passes not anyone well. else yeah. yeah just takes time to get your closure yeah, and I, I again, he was just being very self-absorbed the entire time because everything, as Hannah pointed out, was about him. He was speaking from his heart. His heart was on the line. Uh, ever, he needed closure. Has that ever happened before where someone doesn't get the rose and they're just like, I'm just going to stay. Yeah. And I'm just going to try and convince her to talk to me more. Convince her to love me. <laughs> right? Like that, uh, that, I don't know. He's let her, or she's let him come back again, but so why not do it? try it again? This, you know, all like been av- time. this all could have been avoided if she didn't get that fourth rose right before hometown. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. If she didn't yeah. bring why him did to she do fantasy that? suites. Was uh, it a, was it a, uh, she was, it was like a sexual thing? No, I don't think she ever planned on having sex with him. I'll be honest. I didn't watch, I didn't watch the fantasy suite episode, Yeah, but I watched the hometown episode. So I missed out on that a little bit. 
But it was just still, it, it was mind-blowing. It was so mind-blowing, but an epic move. My, one of my favorite moves of Hannah's so far was when she moved the podium with the three. Yeah, yes. Yes. Sounds great. It was like a symbolistic movement to show she's moving on. You are not part of this. But I was a little disappointed in Tyler... Pete and Jed for not like being like, dude, like they were like, dude, just get out of here. But like some, I feel like there could have been like another step to be taken. Oh, really? I, I thought don't know. it was then... actually appropriate for them to stand yeah. back and let Harrison and probably um, Polly, big Polly security. I saw him scoot in the yeah, background. Yeah, He's awesome. definitely <laughs> about to get involved. It's, it's a tricky thing, right? Like you're like, how involved do I, should I, am I allowed to get right now? Like how and You much don't want to be the guy starting any type of physical, it's not going to be a physical yeah. fight. Well, if it escalated, what would you have done? Because Luke was, Literally saying, I'm not leaving, so the only way to get him out would have been to drag him out unless Hannah was able to handle the situation. I just think that that's, that, uh, that scene went on longer than it needed to. It was great television. I loved watching it, but it went on longer than it should have, I think. Like, I agree. I think someone, yeah, like Tyler, Jeff, Pete, should... They could have chopped three minutes out. Yeah, yes. but then, I don't know, I, I kind of... It did almost feel like this was a situation between Hannah and Luke... And I feel that if the one of the other three guys really stepped in and was like, oh, I'm going to handle this, I don't know. I, I felt like maybe I would have rolled my eyes a little bit. And like, let them just handle it and get this. Mm-hmm. Like, let the show handle it. Let Hannah handle it. I guess the frustrating thing about it is it's, it was already handled. And so it's like... Oh, yeah, true. You know, like, that's kind of where it is. It's but like, at the same time, it's not like Luke ran into the rose ceremony and, like, was running away from security and they couldn't catch him. <laughs> like, they let him back. He was in the car. They let him back on the show. Let me ask you, you this. Know? Do you, who do you think came up with the idea? Do you think it was Luke or do you think it was production? It was a combination, I'm sure. I think it was a combination. But the fact, again, I think Luke lacks self-awareness because at that moment, even if they were like, hey, do you want to go back on? She said no. He should have been like, no. I, I, it's that ended so If he so really badly. cared for her. If he cared for her and also just kind of could read the situation. He can't read situations. No, not we all know okay. that. Let Total me, no self-awareness. Let me ask you this, Jared. If, if one of Ashley's exes came up one day and was like, Ashley... I miss you. I want it. like let's talk about this. Let's figure this out. What would you like? What would your reaction? It's different. Be? I'm her it would fiance. Be different oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know. But like you would be like. But if it was like you'd it, be like, dude, get the hell! Like you would almost physically remove him from the from the situation. Yes, but you also have to be understanding of the situation you're in. You're on the Bachelorette where there are other guys that she is dating, and you are one of those guys. You yeah. are not the guy. And as frustrating and hard as that can be, sometimes you kind of have to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, so you like have less rights. Yeah, to like act like a boyfriend. Because you're not technically a boyfriend yet. So if you guys were in the lineup with Tyler C. and Jad and Pete, you would have said something, Dean? I mean, I say I would have said something, but honestly, you probably, I probably wouldn't. No. I probably would have done the exact have... same thing that they did. Yeah. Where, like, Jared as soon have. as the situation started escalating, you walk up and you're like, hey, let's all calm down. And yeah. then, like, let them hash it out. Cause... But how cool would it be if you just handled that situation? <laughs> well, you could tell. You know it was really cool? I think you just want to fight, to be honest. Well, you could tell that the with the way the camera was set up, it, they wanted it to be a Tyler versus Luke P show because they mm-hmm. had that awesome shot of Ty, uh, excuse me, Luke's left with Tyler over his like, oh, and like, side, and they kept bringing Tyler in, a, in focus and out of focus, and you could tell it was like such like the hero versus the villain shot. But I loved that because it actually looked like Tyler was annoyed yeah. on behalf of Hannah. Like he truly cared and wanted to protect and be manly with Hannah. Of course. Have you ever yeah. seen? Uh, did we talk about this yet, or did I talk about this earlier? Ever, did you ever see final three contestants be such good friends? It's been a while. I think I like it. Yeah, I think that they're all bonding over their disdain for Luke, I would assume. Yes. But it's like they all seem like they're literally best friends. My season, Do you like that? 
My, yeah, I do. My season was Becca, Whitney, and Caitlin, and they were all really tight. Hmm. I, yeah. I think well, it's, on ours, it was Caitlin, me, who else? And Cassie. Cassie. And Hannah. And Hannah G. You guys were friends, but they seem like they're legitimate. Like They're rooting for each other. Even Jed made a comment where he was like, I want, I'm want. glad that it's down to three that I'm that Hannah should end up with. Right. Like He even said that it sounded like he would be happy if even she ended up with one of his two friends. Right. right. But there's something that's always stuck in the back of my mind that actually Nick said, because obviously Nick wasn't really that liked within his friend group at the time on both seasons of his Bachelorette. And he always kind of... So it was. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it was something along the lines of, you know, I like these guys, but I'm not here for them. And so that's always kind of stuck out to me where guys, if they're really close, it's like, well, yeah, guys, you want to be friends, of course, but now... Do you, you like know, her? You, you don't should, like You shouldn't be rooting for anybody yeah. else at this point. Yeah. You should not be be like, oh, well, if Jed wins, great. Oh, if Tyler wins, that's fine, too. It's like, no. It's nice I love this girl. Time. My heart, like, I want this girl. So sometimes when they're too chummy... It makes me a little I have out. a question. Then how about like that Wilson Phillips song where they're like, I'm just happy that you found your person. Like, you know how people say that like true love means that you just want that person to be happy even if they're not with that person. I don't personally believe this. That's I can't because I couldn't do it. Like I, I know myself. I'm not that good of a person. That's like a nice song to write. <laughs> yeah. But in real life. That's a hard thing. Dean's nodding, though. What do you think? You I, really could, like, you'd be happier if your love moved on well, and was with somebody that the, they love like, more? That's like the origin of a lot of colloquialisms, right? Where it's like, if you love a flower, don't pick it because then it dies sort of thing. Where it's like, by doing that, you're kind of taking away its, you're like, you're like cutting it off at its, at its head, right? So, like, if the flower is Hannah, then you want that flower to bloom and blossom as much as it possibly can. And if you're the one picking it, then it's not going to like necessarily get there as long. Like, but do you understand what I'm saying in a sense where it's like, if you really truly love it, a, a someone and you're purely selfless, purely then you, selfless. then you want I'm that person selfless like that. Yeah, I don't know not many that. people are, if any yeah. at all, like you have to like work to achieve enlightenment to be there. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I think at the root of that, the root of what love really could be, I think that that, there is an argument to be made for that. I, I agree. There's two sides. There's two sides. One is the normal human side, right. which yeah. is you shouldn't want her to end up with anybody at this point. If you are some crazy Buddha, then sure, there's the other side, <laughs> right. which Jed is reflecting. And Jed, we all know, is no Buddha. Well, anytime Jed speaks on the show anymore, my eyes immediately roll to the back of my Same. head. It is funny looking at it through the lens that we have now where it's like you kind of know how what's going to happen. But All right. I have a great question for Jared right after this break the only pair of flats that i will ever wear and i promise you i'm not just saying this because it's one of our sponsors is rothy's i love rothy's so much and so does megan markle i don't know if you remember i've said that multiple times in this podcast because if a royal wears these you know that they're high fashion the most comfortable and they're going to be like a hot seller rothy's has nearly 1,000 nearly perfect reviews on their website. They're stylish, sustainable. They're made from recycled water bottles, people. I don't know how they are. Don't ask me the science, but it's pretty cool that they are. They're so comfortable. They're washable. You can just throw them in the machine. They're really your all-in-one pair of shoes, and they're the only flats that don't cut up the back of my heel. Rothy's are the everyday flats for life on the go. They're versatile. You can wear them with yoga pants, dresses, skirts, really anything. Um, I've had a friend that wanted to steal them from my closet because she was like, what are these flats? These are something that I've never experienced before. I'm like, yeah, 
They're my Rothy's and they're quite incredible. They have new colors and patterns that come out every few weeks. Some of them have playful designs and fun pops of color. You can look polished and professional and it's my go-to plain shoe because um, they're one, comfortable, and two, I can just slip them off for security and I don't have to tie my shoes or like anything like that. The fact that these are also made of recycled water bottles will blow your your mind. They have actually taken 25 million water bottles from landfills and turned them into flats. Another major bonus, like I mentioned, they're fully machine washable, so it looks like a fresh pair every time you wash them. Um, they're manufactured in a zero-waste factory, so all you eco-friendly people, if you've worn other eco-friendly shoes before, you have got to try Rothy's because... They're going to blow your mind. You can check out all these amazing styles available right now at rothys.com. That is R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash famous. Go to rothys.com slash famous to get your new favorite flats today. Remember, they're stylish, comfortable, and sustainable. You've been waiting for them. They're here now. And Meghan Markle wears them. So head to rothys.com slash famous today and be like a royal. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get back to the show. Jared, during the show, you said that it's a totally legitimate question, totally fair question to ask the girl, the lead, the bachelorette, if she's had sex with any of the other guys. Can you please explain your feelings? I mean, whether it's the bachelor who's being questioned by a, a bachelorette contestant or a bachelorette being questioned by a bachelor contestant... I mean, if you're going into a fantasy suite, literally the day or two days after she just went into a fantasy suite with someone else, I don't think it's really outside the lines to ask, hey, did anything happen or, I mean, right? I mean, listen, let's put this back into real life for a second. Say you knew someone you were going into an overnight date with had just been in an overnight date with another person two days prior. Mm -hmm you wouldn't want to know what you're getting yourself into? Like, just in case I things, would. you know, escalate? Too, but then why doesn't anybody ask? Or do you think that they ask beyond the closed doors of the fantasy suite? Yes. Let's yes. flip-flop it real quick, too. I think is it, I think it, it almost looks less bad for a girl to ask a bachelor that question. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Yeah, yeah double standard, but yes. I just wanted to point that out. No, yeah. I oh, know. it definitely is. Um, okay. But I, I, I think Luke was in every... I mean... The way he phrased it and the whole thing about I'm going to leave if you did have sex. Oh, yeah. It was the, all the absurd. wording. We're not talking about the Luke-specific situation because Luke had plenty of connotations and judgment around the way he said it. But in general, we've never really seen a bachelor or bachelorette be questioned about the other fantasy suites. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's really that 
crazy. You don't have to keep it private just because you're about to go into an overnight date with this person. Or maybe it has been asked and we just haven't seen it be aired before. I, I think the, <laughs> the, the smart move is to ask in the fantasy suite and that's mm-hmm. why we haven't seen it. I think yeah. that's what Jared is trying to say, right? So it's like, I'm sure that conversation's been had three, a hundred percent of the time, every single time. Mm-hmm. I guess none of us have been, well, you maybe have, I don't know if you had it with Colton or not. No, wait, but, Tasha, yeah. you may maybe speak about this. Did you it was inquire? A, it was I mean, a little different for me because it was the first one. Because he was also... A virgin. a virgin so, <laughs> so I never different. had to worry about that but also I was the first person to go into the fantasy suite so maybe if I was the second or the third I would have asked that did you know that you were the first person because I'm not sure that at that point you you're really 100% sure oh. where the order of the dates are I mean I guess in my head I kind of figured it yeah. out but I think yeah. with Colton it's a little different because he kind of it's, it's a foregone conclusion he's not gonna No, but I will say anyway. that I did think about like if I were to have sex with him first I wouldn't want to have sex with him second you know what I mean and it's also, yeah. you're, you, you know, you're falling in love with this person. And so I don't think it's, listen, you can't be like, please don't have sex with anybody. That's their choice. But if you're, if you are just, if you're the second person on a fantasy suite night, I don't think it's really crazy to be like, Hey, listen, did you sleep with that person? Because if things escalate with us tonight, you know, it's just, it even ask questions about like, I don't know. I know everybody's tested before the show, but then you get into like some kind of muddy details that you really just want to know as a human being. Okay. I love you. I don't think you would have asked Caitlin. And well, that's, <laughs> who? of course I would have. You really would have asked Caitlin if she sure. had slept with somebody before? Well, God, that was four years ago. I know. Who the hell I knows? don't think. I think that back then you wouldn't have. I think that Jared today definitely would have asked, but I, I think mean, then you were like. I mean, I was also twenty six, and yeah. I look back on that time, and I thought I was young then, and I do sometimes. I look back and I think I was too young to be on the show. You were so. You, we were both young. Yeah, I yeah. think I. You know, uh, becoming the person I am now. Yeah, I don't know if I would yeah. have been ready today. You would say something. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not. Like, I don't not think. Yeah, I don't think it's outrageous to ask. But I think that when you were younger, I don't think you would have. I think you would you thought that, like, you worshipped her and you couldn't get, you couldn't ruffle her any feathers with that. Moving on. <laughs> Wait, no, you know what I mean? Like, you definitely looked at her like that she was the bachelorette. Yes, like, we you, all do, right? Like, you iconic. looked at Rachel the same way. You looked at Colton the same way. <laughs> Dean, like... Dean's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, point is, like, you look at them and you're like, wow, you know, that's the person I'm striving to be with. So there's already, you know, this halo thing. around them. It's a celebrity thing. Totally. You saw him on TV. Yeah. That's weird. So I mean, I, did I that, think... were you not affected by that at all? Did you not view at least Colton when you first met him as some type of celebrity? No, I did. Yeah. So, same thing with me. I was really nervous around him. I thought he was just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're I like, oh my God, this guy's on TV. Mm-hmm. What, who, I'm, I'm a nobody. I know? think the conclusion I, is that it's okay to ask, but just the way he handled himself afterwards yeah. maybe wasn't the best. No, of course. No, it was just when it was brought up tonight where I forget how it was uh, put, but somebody pretty much said, like, kind of felt like out of bounds to ask. I was like, ah, I disagree. Anyway, can we talk about uh, bullying for a second? Because yes. I know we were yes, all please. talking yes, about yes, that. Yes, yes. I don't know if anybody wants to step in on that, but my first reaction, uh, listen, these guys and the girls put themselves on the show. We are open to scrutiny. We are open to judgment. But if you're in that mental audience, you're open to scrutiny as well because you're the one signing that you're going to be on the show. And the fact that they're clapping and just and cringing at Luke P and laughing at him. I hated that. And hated it. It was such bullying. Like, you need to be held accountable, too. Like, don't laugh at him. That's still a human being up there. They definitely are making making it feel like he's, like, a character in a movie that you can, like, hate a character. Don't you can't hate a person. Like, well, try not to hate a person. There there was... So there's this experiment a long time ago. I don't remember the name of it, right? Every time 
I can't remember. I think it was monkeys or something they were experimenting on. They would make a sound, like some sound, like a bell. Every time they rang the bell, they would give the monkey a mint or something, right? And then so eventually they would ring the bell and there would be no mint and the monkey would freak out. Essentially what's happening is these people, the contestants specifically, talk shit about Luke and they get basically lifted up for it. Everyone's like, that's awesome. Talk shit about Luke. Yes. And so then everyone else is like, I'm going to talk shit about Luke because everyone loves it when people talk shit about it's Luke because they get the applause yeah. and they know they're going to get it. It was like yeah. that guy who went up yeah. to the hospital. What was his name even? I don't even who know what his name was. Devin? Devin? No, I don't Devin. think it was Devin. Dustin. Dust. No, it wasn't Dustin. It was Devin. Yes. I like Dustin. I think we've all liked Dustin. It was Devin like, who is this Devin, guy? Why is he coming on? I have no idea who he is. And he just piling nowhere. onto Luke. He was coming yeah. out of, from backstage too. Yeah, and he's like, I ha- I, I'm so important. My, my opinion is so <laughs> valuable right now. I need to come up and express it. Did he go it's home like, night sit one? Down. Eh. He went home really early on. The he hard thing know too anything. Is- he doesn't know anything. Yeah, but yeah. I just like audience and audience at home know that you are. You think that you're all innocent in this no, no, no but no. you're not <laughs> participating in bullying. Yeah, to be honest with you, it's just like writing a mean comment on somebody's photo. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone liking it. It's the same. It's the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's frustrating. No one's free of reproach. Right. And so it's like if you're giving shit about someone, even though you have a lot of shit going on as well, it's like the people that are bullying are really the ones that are dealing with a lot of their own stuff, too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it right. though. No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. But it's just like it's like make sure your house is clean before you go and criticize other people's dirty houses kind of thing you know what i mean exactly but right. the thing is their house will never be clean because my house isn't clean your house isn't clean nobody's right. is right? right and so like the things that we say reactionary we're watching the show it's keep it in the context of your own living room or wherever you watch the show why do people feel the necessity to say i'm so emotional and emotionally attached to the show that i'm gonna go on social media and type out exactly my thoughts and put a comment under somebody it's like, just, just say it in, in the confines of your, your own home, because we all say things that are exaggerated or dramatic, and just keep it at that. I, 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 it just, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> 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 um, one of the bullying tactics from the guys was to use that word psychopath, and I wanted to bring that back to this. Um, the definition of psychopath, and babe, um, a picture of Anakin Skywalker goes along with this. Um, it's, That's it's, awesome. It's... Uh, <laughs> Traditionally, a personality disorder characterized by persistent antisocial behavior, impaired empathy and remorse, and bold, disinhibited, and egotistical traits. It's sometimes considered synonymous with sociopathic. And are we going to say that that's not Luke? P? I mean, we're. I mean, to say that he's definitely. Come on, um, we can't say that. He. I know? think. I don't, I don't know. Impaired empathy. I feel like he may have empathy. He he looks impaired. Like <laughs> <laughs> I guess because of the fact I put a question mark there. No. Um, I, I persistent just, antisocial behavior. He certainly doesn't get along with the other right. guys. I just, but I also think yeah. he was isolated. He was, he was isolated. So, and it got worse. I mean, he got, you know, he was going to like push himself further and further from them because he tried with them, but they, he, he would, they would not let them in. He would, yeah. they wouldn't let him in. So, you don't ever. try after that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I feel like I always have these stupid ass stories. So I read a book a while ago. <laughs> no, uh, really, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh I read a book a while ago. I read, I read every once in a while. It's a book called the psychopath test. It's by Ron Bronson. If you haven't read it, check it out. It's a fantastic book. Why did you have to read it? Uh, I just saw it on the bookshelf and I was curious. I was okay. like, anyway. so, so in the book, <laughs> he, he lists off, he goes, there, these are 22 things that attribute to being a psychopath. It's basically a checklist. You 22. go down the list, and if you hit 
13 of them, you're, okay. you're considered a psychopath. You go through all of them. Every single one you go through, you're like, oh, crap, like, I kind of fit in that. Oh, crap, that's kind of me. And at the very end, he goes, and by the way, if you're asking yourself if you might be a psychopath, you're not a psychopath. Oh, okay, because psychopaths good. don't do that. Oh. Luke P. didn't really seem to express much remorse at the mental law. Yeah. And I think that if he were to go through that 22 check checklist, he might not have ever asked himself that question. I mean, who knows? But then again, you might be right with your theory earlier where he's just kind of this lost guy trying to figure out who he is and where he fits within this Christian faith. Yeah. And he's, he's, you know what he is? He's kind of like the guy who reads a political headline and then immediately just regurgitates everything he just read in a three paragraph article. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I'm right because I, I this and that and yeah. that. And you're like, you just read that on Twitter and you're using bulletin points to, to bulletin points to try to defend yourself. Yeah. And so that was a little frustrating to watch because I was really hoping Luke would come on. And you always want, everybody wants a redemption story, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think we were all rooting for Luke P to come on and be like, hey, I screwed up. You know, I made a mess of things. And he did that to an extent, but then he kept doubling down on everything he said during the show. And it's like, oh, but then again, like we talked about, I think the guys piled on, Hannah piled on towards the end. Um, And I think we've all been, you know, we all love Hannah. Um, but I, I just didn't like that one moment. I think the funniest part is that he continues to be like, I was misunderstood when I said, um, if you had sex with anybody in right. the fantasy suites, I would remove myself from this. He was like, I was misunderstood. No, dude, you, you said that statement. Yeah, like, right. How can he that did. be misin- How can that be interpreted any other way? That's that actually, I, that, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that frustrated me a lot too. He said, he always was blaming the other person for not understanding what he said when he should just say, I misspoke or maybe I yeah. didn't like say the right thing. Yeah. He never took accountability for yeah. that. And that yeah. was really frustrating. Yeah. Like I said, the, I said the wrong thing. Yeah. Simply would have not you misunderstood. Yeah. Because then yeah, that's kind of like alleviating himself of the blame. Perfect point. Yes. Such a perfect point. Does anybody have anything else to say about Luke before we move on? Uh, one thing that I just really, <laughs> yeah. again, disliked. Connor seems like a very nice guy. Yeah. Hated how he decided out of nowhere yeah. to tell Luke F you. Come on, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. He didn't affect what is your this? life at all. High school. I think that like boils he, back down to getting positive attention for that. Like, he's just like, I'm going to get mine while the, yeah. the iron's hot kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, but that, then that goes back to the audience just yeah. willy nilly <laughs> clapping. Anything bad said about Luke P, go, guys. Yeah. And it's like, come, can we just all settle down and be adults for two minutes? Or however long filming is? <laughs> we don't see Luke in the preview for Paradise and... Um, Dean, we we don't see you either. Oh, so, okay. talking about? Oh yeah, the you're mustache. in the preview. Mustache. Oh, you're not in the. <laughs> Case is in Sorry, the preview. you're not in the original. You're not in the original cast. So I got scared for right, a second. Right. They're not allowed to okay. talk about paradise. So you guys are in paradise. We don't see Luke in paradise in the preview. And is is there any opinions on why you think he's not there? I think he probably. I think he was probably advised that it wouldn't help his case unless he was a completely changed man. Which it's by the mental health, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. He's maybe changing. Oh, he did, he shave. did shave. But I feel like if he would have apologized, would we all think that he's a changed man? Or I feel like we would have just rolled our eyes. If he humbled himself, True. if he presented himself in like an I'm sorry, like, like totally, it's, just completely nobody would kept still be on his side. Well, it, de- so. it depends on his. It depends on everything, right? Because whenever somebody apologizes to you, I think all of us as people can really tell whether it's genuine or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and true. so I think it was all how he handled himself and presented himself. And I'm not saying he should have just come and been like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," 
but at least been, you know, understanding of, yeah, no, I, I get it. You know, I, I said some bad things. I misspoke and, uh, you know, I regret some things and I was being hypocritical at times. And, you know, I don't think anybody else was perfect, but, uh, you know, just something along the lines. And, but to Tasha's point, I, I will say that we've seen so many villains on one season become love the next season. So yeah. I think it would have been possible. All right, let's move on to other things. But first, let's take a break for our sponsors. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Other hot seats on this episode included John Paul Jones, everybody's favorite guy who got such little screen time, (laughs) but I think will play a big role in Paradise. Can we confirm? I mean, he does. Look at the preview. (laughs) He's all over the map. He's definitely a big So that's definitely why he had a hot seat. It wasn't for anything that he did on Hannah's season. Like a lead in almost. It's yeah. we're gonna, foreshadowing. It seems like we're going to see a different side of him because he's very emotional at the end. He was crying. He yeah. got in someone's face. Yeah. I don't think we saw uh, any of that on Hannah's season. No, we saw the, what's up, dude? Sick. Let's get it. He was made for paradise. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who else had a hot seat? Mike. Mike. Mike, who I think that they are like trying to make the bachelor or at least trying to plant the idea of him being the bachelor in some people's heads. But I, I just I don't think it's going to happen. I was kind of honest a couple weeks ago when I did meet Mike, albeit very briefly. I didn't get the warmest vibes from him. He didn't come across in person the way he did on TV. That's all I'm going to say about that, because truly I had I exchanged maybe two minutes of conversation with the guy. Mm. Uh, How do you guys, guys think Mike came off on the mental law? I was really impressed by him, honestly, on the mental law. Really? Yeah. He's super articulate. He speaks well. Um, Jared. Uh, yeah. uh, I didn't like when he called out Luke P, though, at the same I, time, because he called him, what, a misogynist? And he said that his future wife is going to be a prisoner of I his. I hated that. And it's like, can we just all, like, <laughs> does everybody have to just vocalize the worst things that they think about Luke P? Like, can we just move past? You're not dealing with it's him not anymore. Not in your place. Yeah, and just move on. Yeah, it's I like if it didn't Dylan affect said. your life, why are you like you bullying didn't end him up with still? her? And yeah. why are so you move assuming? On. See, if you ended up with her, it would still be like it'd be different because you're like you really hurt and you gave my fiance the worst time. Exactly. Yeah. But, but but he didn't. No, I really liked. I can't remember exactly what Dylan said, but it was it was a throwaway line almost. But he it was a throwaway line because he just said one thing. And he said something like, hey, Luke P., I'm rooting for you, um, uh, but, like, you know, you just have a lot of work to do. Something like that. And yeah. it was so simple, 
And it was like, but that's all that needed to said instead yeah. of Connor saying F you and Mike being like, yeah. your future wife's going to be a prisoner. And like, and then what, what's his name? Going up to the hot seat. Yeah. And then the other guy, I don't remember who's Brent. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Grant. Grant, thank you. Who's, I don't know what the hell he was doing, but he, he was flaring all over the place. Um, and then I actually liked Mateo when Mateo went to Mateo for a yeah. hot second. It was like, yeah. Hey, let's just, let's all move on. Yeah. We didn't hear much from Garrett who was quite a, a heated character this season. This is pretty interesting. Do we know? We haven't seen Garrett in any Paradise no. promos. Nope. So maybe they just weren't teeing him up for anything. Yeah, that's interesting, though, because he was, you know, usually, it sounds really dumb, but the further you are on the left of the hot seat, the more prone you are on that lower level, like where Mike was sitting. You know, usually those first, like, mm -hmm. three or four, like, yeah. big characters. Um, and, you know, I'm assuming Garrett would be in Paradise. I don't know why he wouldn't be, so. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird that you just because yeah it's weird it's weird it's all yeah who else did we see in paradise that we should we should comment on uh demi definitely refers demi to a a her one. definitely refers to being in love with a woman her yeah It'd be interesting to see how they uh handle that yeah as uh, the show i mean yeah it, was, it sounds like it might be the first of its kind uh there's some sort of fist fight that looks like involves jordan i don't know who the other party is oh, couldn't yeah. really see the face but uh that looks pretty intense that looks really intense jordan's back we know that the last time things got physical in paradise was with chad and he got immediately yeah. exited out of the process who did he get yeah. physical oh. with uh himself he, <laughs> no he he got drunk um, night one and sarah heron he took a, no, he no, not Sarah Heron. Oh, no, he made, he, he took a swing badly. at Daniel. I think it was more playful than anything mm. uh, Canadian Daniel. Yeah, but it was like an open, open hand mm -hmm. swing. It wasn't like a fist. He just like went like that to try to like swat Why? his hand away. Um, but that was, you know, good enough for him to get kicked off the show apparently. So, and then he had some issues with Sarah Heron where he called her some bad things. Sarah Heron, he later apologized for. Oh yeah, he apologized, but that's the whole reason I would never be friends with him or have any interest in like being nice to him. Because he seems like a real jerk. <laughs> He's... Um, who else is in paradise? Uh, yeah, I mean, the trailer looked good. You guys look like you're going to be very involved. The mustache, you crying, Tasha. So I'm a little it... upset the and mustache shoot. didn't have as much of an appearance. This I time. think the mustache is going to have plenty. It had its own um, it preview. It did. Promo. Yeah. It really did. I know, but why wasn't I more of a central focus in this what one? What oh a self God. <laughs> so <absorbed>. little. <laughs> uh, Tasha, we saw you making out with Blake. Wow. I wonder if that's going to be a couple. Yeah, we, we saw, saw Hannah G and Blake a lot. So Hannah and G and Blake. Everybody seemed to want to ship them going into this season. Uh, we saw Demi accusing uh, Blake of uh, making his rounds, so okay. to speak. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious how that's going to play out. Me too. I can't wait for y'all to see that. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Big and then tease. Katie was very upset about not being able to help who she fell in love with. Oh, she I said, didn't. I didn't. You can't see that. help. I can't help who I She said that. With. I don't remember her saying that. Yeah. She did say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. It's funny because, like, you know, we kind of know. Yeah. But like, maybe it's Katie and Demi. Oh, interesting. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I know. She could be referring to somebody else. Be like, hey, you know. Super upset. I can't help who I love. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, baby. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, I think we like, broke it down pretty well. I mean, we didn't talk about many people beyond Luke P, but that honestly was the Luke P show again. How did we How did we think of Hannah? How do you think she did do on her mental all? Oh. oh, sorry. Okay. Tasha, what do you, how do you think Hannah did on her mental all? Um, I thought she looked stunning, number one. She looked great. Um, I thought 
I don't know, to be quite honest with you, the end of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I just really didn't think she needed to nail into Luke P anymore. Yeah, so. I thought she was great until that one last line. Yep. But other than that, I thought she handles herself well. I yeah. really liked how she was talking about baggage and she started pointing around at all the guys. And she was like, "I've something like, I've got baggage, you've got baggage, you got baggage, we all got baggage. Live in and, sin. What is it? Live in sin. You oh, live, live in, in sin. sin. Oh, we sin. all live in sin. You, you sin do, every day. You do, you do, you do, you do, you do. You do. Yeah. Okay. I really love like the way she handled herself during the first 20 minutes. It was just like, um, you know, a sequel to last week's episode. I thought it was pretty awesome. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And you said something last week um, to me, I think, off the podcast. And it's funny how everybody before the season thought that Hannah was not oh, yeah. going to be able to articulate herself. That was the big concern coming in. And I think I mean, we can all agree that she's the most communicative, well. the most expressive and communicative and like smart whipped. You know, like that quick-witted, always has a comeback woman. You compare that to, do you remember her first one-on-one with Colton in the hot tub? Yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> That's amazing. She's growing up right in front of our eyes. It's almost like it's not even the same person. I was no. going to make a comment before we jumped into the Hannah B thing. Do you think we're kind of being hypocritical? Of? We give Hannah B crap for always talking about Luke P, and then here we are talking about Luke P. Of course we are. But the reason we're talking about it is because Hannah talked about it. It's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope. And honestly, I, I wasn't bothered about Hannah's... Um, uh, discussion with Luke P until that last second where it was just again catering to the audience it was like I'm tired of Luke, talking to Luke P and she looked at Chris Harrison who was like are you tired and then she looked at the guys and breaks tired. the fourth wall and then she looked at the audience and was like is everybody tired like she was Oprah giving stuff away yeah, and like yeah. you like get Oprah. a Luke P yeah. and you get a Luke P and everybody gets a Luke P yeah <laughs> it's like oh god can we the poor guy like move on um, do you think this is the last we ever see of Luke P Quite possibly. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think it might be. Well, it, I think he dug his grave and now he's going to lie in it and just be dead. He should just go hide. There's a couple people in this Still franchise bad. that like just go hide. Kelsey Poe, the villain on my season, she moved to France. Mm. You're kidding. Yeah, she moved to France like right after the show. And I remember even in between the the filming and Women Tell All, she had already gone and like gotten a boyfriend in Paris. Um, so like sometimes like you it forces you to really escape. But isn't that sad? That really is sad. sad. I hope that it's not. You feel not like you last. have to run and move because like people are like. I think she loved. You. She just loved France. She felt more oh. suited there. I and it, still. and it, uh, anybody who's writing bad things on social media needs to just get a life and move on. Yeah. But I, I it's a every, TV show. Time solves everything. Like as soon as the show ends, you I was know, thinking. I was thinking about good, everybody's gonna move on. I was thinking about a wall we were watching. I was like. The kind of Kelsey Poe situation, like maybe he should just move to another country, no. delete his Instagram. <laughs> should definitely delete Change his Instagram. Why would he have Instagram? No, keep Instagram. Don't make other people delete your Instagram. Like, listen, Luke P has some issues and he needs to uh, do some soul searching. But at the same time, the idea that where anybody to tell somebody else to delete their Instagram because of trolls. I, I don't at- want to be that person to be like, no, just to stay away because the internet's going to be too harsh for you. Like, no, screw those people. You're fine. I mean, you know, with having an Instagram. Does that I, make sense? Yeah, I don't yeah. Wanna, I don't want the trolls to win. Don't let other people yeah, dictate your actions. You're right, Jerry, You know, because if we right. tell Luke Pete to delete his Instagram, those trolls who are saying terrible things win. Yeah. It's true. And yeah. you guys would be shocked at the amount of kind comments he has on his Instagram. I, I checked a- it out last week. Yeah, I meant to bring that up. I wonder... Um, if that's kind of why he feels vindicated in the things that he does and says is because he's still is surrounded by positivity sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, I'm religiously inept. I don't know much, but I think if that, I wonder if that stems from 
the radical side of Christianity where they're like, I see what he's doing and it's the path of God. And because of that, I want to build him up. You know I, what I definitely mean? saw comments about that on yeah. Instagram last week. That's kind of what I'm wondering. Yeah. I can see Luke P coming back in like two to three years. You know, what if he does come back and he's like 27, 28, uh, he's, he's kind of a new man, so to speak, wants to, you know, give it another go. Say he goes to paradise, you know, and by that time people have kind of forgotten and been yeah. like, oh yeah, he was kind of a little weird on his season. You never know. The nope. thing that kind of stinks for him now and for any villain coming off the season that decides not to go almost immediately into paradise is now he's going to be tied to the shitty behavior he's forever had forever. Of, exactly. No one's going to have any other um, exposure idea. to him or idea of him. So it's like, that's just now who he is publicly. Yeah. yeah. Privately, maybe entirely different, but publicly that's who he is. That's, that's really sad. That is sad. Last um, question for you guys. Well, how do you foresee next week unfolding? I'm excited. Who's getting I'm eliminated? Stoked. Who's getting eliminated? Well, so Which, next week is what is, is next week's not the final it's episode. It's two so. part. So I think it's just, you know, eliminate one of the guys, go into those two dates then it'll be the tell all will be the you know finale finale no which, after the final rose after the final rose so is next week the Tuesday final Tuesday. week and it's Reunion. like a monday yeah. tuesday thing yeah so, to, I, think so. mm-hmm. I think the biggest question here is with just three left one of them being jed if she does end up with jed the the tell all is not tell all what is it called after the final rose is going to be such a so captivating like that's our ultimate cliffhanger well everything Mm -hmm. i I, you know everything i see that comes out of jed's mouth right now i just immediately scrutinize and probably look way into because like in the back of my mind i'm like you have a girlfriend you have a girlfriend back Mm -hmm. home you guys talk about that on the podcast oh we've talked plenty about it oh yeah well there's articles written written about it you're right oh there was this there was a part in the episode that we just watched where the audience applauded for jed Jed. and i don't think that they actually did applaud for jed i think Mm. they took a clip of them applauding elsewhere and put it in there to jed yeah why would you applaud because here's the thing and i've said it before jed has not said anything he has not come out and tried to defend himself and if he's getting advice to not say anything i don't think it's good advice because now in my head the story's two months old yeah i believe the story now because I haven't heard anything else. I creeped on his Instagram the other day and it said something along the lines of... It's just protecting his family. Protecting my family. I can't speak on it now, but I will when I can, I promise. I'm telling you, he could not do it, Jared. They were on so, okay, him look, for not being able to defend so himself. say he comes on to after the final rose and... Regardless s- of whether or not he's with Hannah? Yeah, regardless. doesn't even matter. he's going to be on that reunion show. Yeah, anyway. he's going to be He's on after the final rose because it's mental all and next week's yeah. finale and there's three guys. It's going to be Peter, yeah. Tyler, and Jed. Say he comes on, he says it's not true. Well, I mean, we're are not you going to believe him? I don't know. I mean, I need like proof. Like now, like from people well, magazine, come with, like legit receipts. Yeah, and, like have facts to back it up. Because yeah. at this point, we're all kind of believing what's been out, what's out there. Exactly. For two months, like you said. Either way, I'm glued to my seat. Oh. That's what I'm saying. It's super interesting. <laughs> it gives us better drama. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Should be interesting. But who do we think she's going to end up with? Tyler C. I'm the biggest Tyler, Tyler C. C. stand in yep. the world. I, we, think. Yeah, I, I know. Mean. I know. I am too. I, I love how he's proven me wrong because at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, I can't trust him. And now I'm like, I give him all of my trust. <laughs> I like yeah, him. And I like Pete, Tyler Pete's C. Cute. What do we think of Pete with the beard? I, I liked like it. it you guys. I don't like it at all. He's so it. innocent and baby face. He should just embrace it. I liked it. Do I liked think... Luke P with the beard. I like Pete without a beard. Oh, I think I like Luke without the beard. Bearded really? Pete was unpredictable. Yeah. Like he's going to fly me to Antarctica and maybe leave me. Maybe <laughs> maybe he'll take me heck home. I don't know. But I maybe he'll take... marry you there. I want to roll, roll the dice with that kind of Pete. You know what I mean? Um... 
Oh, do you think Pete should um, talk about the article that came about? No, I don't think it's worth mentioning. He broke up with her. Whether or not he broke up with her to go on the show or not doesn't really matter to me. All that matters is that he did do the right thing by breaking up with her. Well, I think the timing also uh, needs to be addressed because the guy because the guy got eliminated night one broke up with his girlfriend, too, technically. But he just did it the day before day before Um, he left. You know, he broke up with her in August or December, December. Yeah, Yeah. that's three months before filming starts. Yeah. So that's totally fine. I agree. He started to be, um, you know, uh, he's probably started casting, though, like really started casting. Yes. Somebody asked last week. They're like nominated. What does nominated mean? That was one of the emails that we got. And I don't think we answered it clearly. Being nominated means like your friend or your family member signed you up for the show and you didn't go and apply for yourself. Yeah, somebody Jared just signed was you up. nominated. And for my timeline, just for a reference, I was I first talked to a producer February like twelfth. And then I was on the show yeah. March fourteenth. It's, so it's totally possible. different timelines for everyone. I was to- from my um sending in the application to me being on the show was 13 months. Yeah. It's uh, very different. Jared's I was, I don't even know. How long was yours? I got a call in October. So. So it was a while. Six months, five months. Just about. Tasha, how long was your process? Um, I got a phone call, but I actually said I wasn't interested. And I changed my mind about like three weeks before. Did you submit wow. yourself or? No, I was actually nominated. Okay. So three weeks. I would consider that a three week timeline. Because did you go through all the, the like medical and all that kind of stuff before? And then you said no? Or did you say... No, oh. I said no from the second I got the phone call. I Uh-oh. said no, thank you. And then so once you said, yes, I'll do it, within those three weeks, you did everything you needed to do, and then you left for filming. Correct. Yeah, see? Same thing. Four weeks for me. It's possible. I'm not saying that Peter... Yeah, it is possible. Right. I'm just saying that 13 months, not six months, four weeks, three weeks. Or it's whatever. all over the place. Yeah. The only thing I would hold against Peter a little bit is when we all get the phone call at first, we're all asked, are you single? Yeah. So if he was, if he did get the phone call in January, then who cares? That's but a good point. It, but if he did get the phone call before he broke up with the girl and he was like, no, 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 I'm still single. I'm cool. Then that's odd. I mean, it's a minuscule thing. Cause obviously I'm hoping he didn't dump the person he's meant to be with. I also, I mean, like I'm, sure I'm giving him credit too, by saying like, you probably, if you hopefully wouldn't be dumping your soulmate like if you were that in love and pictured her being your wife you'd be like no screw the show i don't need that right i don't well, yeah. think like it's a fun experience but i don't think it's that cool of an opportunity to be like i'm gonna dump my girlfriend and go no, on to the like show. dump your soulmate. not to dump someone you're yeah. in love with yeah. totally right i just think that it's, it's a cool like i said it's a cool experience but it's not like the coolest thing no to be yeah. like i'm gonna go to this it's, furthest extreme to make this happen yeah because yeah. you could go home night one yeah. yeah and then it's like all right well that was fun and Life moves on, you know, where other people were, we're all sitting here doing a friggin' podcast, you know, we're very lucky and blessed. Hashtag blessed. blessed. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me and thanks for Ben for his little pop in there. Um, We will see you guys next week. Next week's a huge week. The finale, it's our bread and butter and we can't wait to talk to you guys then. Until then, I've been Ashley. I've been Jared. I've been Taisha. I've been Tyler C. Wait, no, I've been Dean. <laughs> I wish I was Tyler C. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Bye. We know I wish I was John Paul Jones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. 
It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.